1: Book of Hebrews in the New Testament, my, my my friends, exhorts the believers of his day to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. It is within the realm of possibility that some of you listening to this broadcast, listening to this live presentation, have entertained. God's angels, unwillingly. It is also entirely possible that some of you have been in contact with another kind of angel that roams our earth, fallen angels, unknowingly. These angels, these fallen angels, have at at times have made appearances that can be noticed by humans. These encounters with fallen angels are supernatural, but, but very, very real. Oftentimes, these fallen angels will manifest in a in a, in a human form. Sometimes it's it's more on a ghost form or. As an imp, a goblin, a ghoul, and sometimes even as a monster. All throughout this world, there have been documented reports of millions of people. Millions who have seen strange creatures. So I'm describing them as monsters. As monsters. People, humans, are being visited by monsters. I can't begin to tell you how many children my wife and I have come across who have encountered monsters. My little children have encountered monsters. I have encountered a monster. My wife has encountered a monster. Perhaps you have encountered a monster. Perhaps you've been visited by ancient monsters. Who are these monsters? Why are they visiting humans? What are we to do with them when they do visit That's what this broadcast is about tonight, as we discuss visits by monsters on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. (music)
0: This is Michael Tate With the story of a Jesus freak Who was ready for the worst Pastor Lee knew he was being watched By the Chinese Public Security Bureau He knew the risk of preaching At the house church As he did every Tuesday Pastor Lee had been arrested many times And beaten to the point Where he vomited blood Once he was beaten with his own Bible He also knew Chinese citizens can be sent to labor camps For up to three years without a trial So he was ready He even had a bag packed With a blanket and extra clothing. Still he preached that night without fear. Sure enough, armed officers burst through the doors and arrested him. Lee was ready. Are you?
2: How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.net. What will people when they hear that I'm a Jesus
0: priest? What will people think? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs.
2: We're aware that many stories of persecution reported by The Voice of the Martyrs are inappropriate for children. For this radio broadcast, we edit some of the more gruesome details. But we're still counting on parents to filter, explain, and give context to the stories of torture and murder. Stories that must be told. We encourage parents to lift up martyrs as heroes and be ready to explain Christ's words in Matthew chapter 10 verse 39 whoever loses their life for my sake will find it for kid friendly resources from BOM to use at home Sunday school youth group or even vacation bible school go online to persecution.com
3: what
0: Hey what's up, this is Toby Mack with another way you can recognize a Jesus freak. Watch how they act. Now the truth is that Christians aren't perfect, we mess up all the time, that's the sinful nature of man, but an authentic Christian will work hard so that the non-believers don't view us as hypocrites. Peter wrote, be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behaviors. And they will believe and give honor to God when he comes to judge the world. That's an excellent reminder. Your behavior won't get you into
2: heaven, but your behavior will help your neighbor to see and believe. For more on the voice of the martyrs, go online to persecution.com.
1: invited by the Salvation Army to speak, to minister at one of their largest chapels in the world, which incidentally is located here in Dallas. It was Halloween night. Of all nights, I was the one to invite to minister. As I've mentioned on these series of broadcasts as we continue our crusade against Halloween during this during this entire Halloween season i've often shared and i will continue to to reveal the truth regarding Halloween in the sense that let's not be mistaken let's not be misled to think that it's simply one night where the devil does his dirty work no in fact this entire season this whole Halloween season starting from mid late September all the way through November even into December there are a series a, a series of very high unholy days considered by many in the occult to be quite special and effective for their work in the world but of course it's it's a day that That most people associate with uh, Satanism, the holiday that most people associate with the occult witchcraft, uh, Halloween. Well, on this night, I was invited to speak, and it was a number of years ago. I led everyone in Holy Communion. And it was really interesting, even as I was leading the people into partaking, the precious sacred elements, the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, people were feeling spiritually released, and even after this particular service, I was even able to cast some demons out of some out of some people who were there attending the service. I preached Jesus and him crucified, and precious soul were captured by the love of God. However, the enemy was also at work. One of the individuals that are that attended the Salvation Army service left the chapel because of the demons within her were attacking. So this precious young lady went outside and literally saw a monster, sort of like a goblin-like creature fly out of the sky and onto the flagpole that's just right outside the chapel building flew out of the sky onto the flagpole it slid down the pole and sat right next to her on the bench true story so here's this monster Comes out of the sky and sits down next to this woman, this monster. This can be told, retold, countless times, these kinds of stories around the world. People are experiencing monsters. And here, this lady, while I was preaching the gospel, a monster. A demon manifested in the form of like a goblin, a monster-like creature, a creature of the night, sat right next to her on the bench. This is what he said to her. He said, "I know Jay Bartlett, and he is a bad man." Close quote. (laughs) That's what the goblin, this 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 monster, said to the lady. While I was inside the chapel preaching. To a group of people, well, obviously this lady inquired from this monster, "Why are you here?" Now, some of you may be saying, "Well, that's crazy. If I, if I saw a monster, I'd be running out of the room." Well, actually, you'd be surprised how many people I've heard from through the years—twenty plus years of ministry—people have had encounters with monsters, imps, goblins, ghosts, demons. I mean. I, it's not unusual for people to talk to these things, to carry conversation. Sure, that initial shock, that initial fear, terror, but oftentimes people get a sense of, of being comfortable, and they, and they begin to converse with the entity. This, that's So it's not unusual for this lady to sit there and just speak to it, speak to this monster, speak to this goblin. Many of you who are listening to this broadcast have spoken to monsters, have spoken to spirits, have spoken to ghosts, have spoken to various kinds of ghouls. So obviously the question is, why are you here? Well, the monster responds, sitting next to her, on the bench, outside the chapel where I was preaching. I'm here waiting to enter someone. As I come out on Halloween, every Halloween, seeking to possess. I've been waiting for someone to come outside. Did you hear what that demon, that demon monster said to this precious woman? I'm here waiting to enter someone. As I come out on Halloween, every Halloween, seeking to possess. I've been waiting for someone to come outside there are spirits that have been designated assigned by the devil to work especially hard on Halloween and on the various nights that lead up to Halloween that's what the spirit reveal this is something I've heard through the years Halloween is just a special day in the demonic realm. But Halloween is not alone. There are many other days in this Halloween season that are special in the kingdom of darkness. And it's these days that the demonic forces gather and they strike. And they are looking. They are lurking. They are stalking, and they're wanting to communicate. Just as this monster did, this goblin-like figure, to this lady that left the chapel service. I'm here waiting to enter someone as I come out on Halloween, every Halloween, seeking to possess. I've been waiting for someone to come outside. They're wanting to possess you. They're wanting to enter you. They're wanting to invade you. That's what monsters desire, my friends. They want to invade you. They want to enter your body. How can I make that even more clear? They want to live within you. When you sleep, they want to be in your body. They want to be in your mind. They want to be in your emotions, controlling your mind, your emotions, your will, your very body. Now, let me make it clear. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ... These entities, and I don't care what these demons masquerade as angels of light, monsters, alien beings, imps, goblins, ghouls, it doesn't matter. They cannot, these things cannot enter your spirit nature, for you are seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms, and we could draw great comfort and strength. An encouragement, knowing that our spirit nature is hidden with Christ in God. That's what the Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter 3. It's very clear. Satan cannot touch your spirit nature. You are hidden with Christ in God. But he desires, if there's an open door, to go into your body, to go into your very soul. And that's not being taught by most churches in the world. And that frustrates me because that's a reality. This woman, by the way, that I'm referring to is a woman... That is a born-again believer. Yes, you see, there were some struggles she was going through. And there were some open doors. And for her leaving the chapel service while she was being attacked, that allowed the demons to really attack her because she was out to, outside that protective realm of being in a chapel service where there was faith, authority, and power, the power of God. And he says, I'm waiting to enter someone. As I come out on every Halloween, on Halloween, every Halloween, seeking to possess. I've been waiting for someone to come outside. They are waiting for you, my friends. They're waiting for you to come outside. They're waiting for you to leave the realm of faith, the realm of authority, the realm of power, the realm of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light. They want you to step out in darkness so they can possess you. Now, when I use the word possess... Oftentimes that word implies ownership. I know that Christians cannot be owned. What I mean is they, they can invade your body. They can invade your soul. If there's open legal, spiritual legal rights to do so, they will. I've been through thousands and thousands of deliverances, exorcisms, counseling those demon afflicted. They are desiring you, my friends. Monsters are visiting. Monsters are visiting. Homes, properties, communities, villages, cities, countries, various regions of the world, even now. Even now. So the monster reveals himself, why he was there. And at that moment, this monster, this goblin-like figure, lifted his long sharp claw and scratched the lady's hand and my friends i saw the scratch i saw the monster scratch on this woman's hand that's right this goblin figure this monster this demon lifted his long sharp claw and scratched the woman thereby entering her at that point as she had already opened some doorways to demons prior to this. That's why the demon was able to scratch and enter. The next night, I met this demon within this lady as she came to the church for deliverance. The monster surfaced. The monster surfaced. The monster
2: growled.
1: I was that goblin. I was that monster, boasted the demon. I commanded the demon to tell me its name. I'm Hollow's Eve. Do you have any rights to stay within her? I asked in the name of Jesus. No, except that I was able to enter her because other demons were already within her. The demon shared with me. So knowing this Halloween spirit, which manifested in this monster goblin-like form outside the chapel service, had no rights, we commanded it to leave, and it left. Out it went, through the mouth, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That Halloween spirit was defeated. And I'm here to tell you tonight that every Halloween spirit that's ex- in existence... In time and space, and outside of time and space, is subject to that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's subject to the cross of Jesus Christ. It is subject to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And every Halloween spirit that's listening to this broadcast, for we have listeners virtually around the world, and many who are listening in are being afflicted by Halloween spirits, I come against each and every Halloween spirit under the authority of Jesus Christ, Release them now in the authority of Jesus Christ. Come out in the authority of Jesus Christ, the spirits of darkness, out by the blood-stained cross of Jesus Christ. Now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, if you, some of you feel like you need to, to vomit, to spit out, to, to cough, just allow gal demon in Jesus' name, out of the mouth. Get out in the authority of Jesus Christ. Leave these people now. Out in the authority of Jesus. Come off. Come off the woman. Come off the man. Now in Jesus' name. Come off the little boy. Come off the little girl. Now in Jesus' name. By the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go. Out. And never come back in that person. In Jesus' name. And may God's Holy Spirit and God's peace in the presence of Of Jesus Christ be upon this precious person that was just delivered in Jesus name in Jesus name monsters are real my friends monsters are paying visits have you been visited by a monster what are you to do with a monster when he visits you I'm going to share a very quite personal story I don't think I've shared on this broadcast But I am going to share tonight about my little boy's encounter with a monster. I'll be back after this brief intermission. (music)
0: up. This is Michael Tate with a thought from the Voice of the Martyrs.
2: Did you ever wonder why Jesus still had scars from the crucifixion even after his glorified body was resurrected? Maybe it's because there's something beautiful about scars when they point others to God. The apostle Thomas said, "When I see his hands and put my fingers into the nail holes, when I put my hand into the hole in his side made by that Roman spear, then I'll believe he is risen. Eight days later, Doubting Thomas saw, touched, and believed. In the same way, the scars of today's persecuted believers remind us of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. For more good news, go online to persecution.com.
3: The you.
1: Well, it wasn't that long ago, one of my little boys was screaming for Daddy, screaming for Daddy. So I rush into the room, and I see my little boy. He's up in his bed, and he's he's visibly upset. You could tell. I mean, this kid is, has been startled, is terrorized. My little boy was pointing in the corner of his bedroom. And I, and I said, Ranger, what's wrong? And he says, Daddy, monster. Monster. And and I said, what does he look like? And he said, he, he has no mouth and he has no legs. So, I mean, obviously he saw this thing. I mean, he's upset. He's crying. He's vis- visibly startled. And he could see him. And I said, is he still there? And he said, yes, Daddy. So I pointed to that monster that appeared, that visited my little boy. I told that monster to go in Jesus' name, to leave. (laughs) And I often often tell people, kids are so brutally honest. My little boy, he turned to me, and he's still crying. And he said, Daddy, it's not working. (laughs) Daddy, it's not working. So here's... Here's Daddy, and, I, and here I am, a uh, a minister of the gospel, and I specialize, in a sense, uh, in the realm of deliverance and and helping people be free from monsters. And here's my little boy, say, Daddy, your prayers are not working. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs>
1: now I I fully understand that these things like to fight, so I wasn't taken back by the fact that he didn't leave immediately. Monsters like to fight, and often those who have dissociative issues going on in their life, little parts of fragmented hearts often report, of seen grotesque monsters, and monsters like to be bold, they like to fight, they like to take little parts of hearts. Bind them and lock them up and torture them and hurt them and oppress them. But I fought back, and in the name of Jesus Christ, that monster left. And my little boy prayed with my little boy, as I do every night. My little boy went back to sleep peacefully. Never visited by that monster again. And that's what we do with monsters. We persevere. We fight back. They want to fight us. They want to visit us. Well, they're going to have a fight on their hands because we're going to fight back. We're not going to turn back. We're not going to withdraw. We're going to press forward in the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, and we're going to command these things to go. In my name, you will cast out devils. And that's what monsters are. They're devils. They're evil spirits seeking to devour. They're seeking to instill fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And perfect love casts away all fear. Perfect love, which is Jesus Christ, casts away all fear. It's Jesus who casts away fear. It's Jesus who deals with these monsters, and every monster has to go in Jesus' name. Now, perhaps. You've been visited by monsters. Your children have been visited by monsters. They're telling you, mommy, daddy, they're in my closet. They're in my room. They're in my toy box. Don't discard what your children are saying. Please don't. Anytime my my little children tell me there's a monster, I deal with it. I don't take what they say lightly. I don't pretend to know all the answers. But I deal with the issue at hand, and I deal with these monsters and the authority of Jesus, and I tell them to go. So use the power and the authority that you have in Jesus' name and tell these things to go. Go to that, go to that pit. That's right, and you command them to go to the pit of hell. Don't compromise with them. Don't appease them. Force them out. Drive them out. Expel them out in Jesus' name. Use spiritual violence against these things. They're out to harm your children. They're out to harm your grandchildren. They're out to destroy you. They're out wanting to instill fear and terror in your life. Don't give them a second to do so. Tell them to go to that pit of hell in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm serious, my friends. You can hear my voice. I don't play games with these things. I abhor these things. These things are vile, they're wicked, and they need to be sent to the pit of hell. Don't play games with them. Send them to the bed in Jesus' name, monsters are visiting children, and perhaps they have a visit of your child. I want you to pray for your children. I want you calmly and firmly tell these things to go from your child's bedroom, from their environment, from their toys. Now, if there's things in their in their room, if there's a Harry Potter book if there's some kind of harry potter paraphernalia get it out and that's just i mean there are thousands and thousands of different kinds of toys and figurines and and movies and books that i mean i could spend literally hours talking about we don't have that time but you get what i'm saying if there's things that are objectionable things that you just don't feel right about in your spirit nature get it out and tell those spirits to leave the spiritual environment of your home Your property. Monsters do visit. And they're visiting homes. Especially during this Halloween season. So what are we to do with them? We're to expel them. Drive the monster out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My friends, those of you listening to this broadcast for the very first time, perhaps you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Have you been born again? Jesus once said you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I'm not talking about crawling into your mother's womb and being born a second time. Being born again is a spiritual experience. Of the heart. Have you had your have you had the heart experience an inner transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you invited the living Jesus Christ who's raised from the dead, to live within you, to control your life, and to give you his love and his joy and his peace and his power, his presence? The scripture is so clear. The scripture is so clear: whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus once said in the book of the Revelation, chapter three: "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him." And that's the mystery of the gospel: Jesus Christ living within you. And right now, Jesus Christ can live within you. I want you to pray with me. And call upon the name of Jesus. Just simply say Lord Jesus Christ. I surrender my life. I repent of my sins. And I give you. Everything I have. And I serve you. And I worship you. And I adore you. It's in the name of Jesus. That I pray. Amen. If you just say. Just repeat that simple prayer. You've been born again into God's kingdom, and I welcome you to the family of God. I welcome you to the family of God, and I would love to send you a free New Testament to strengthen you, to equip you, to encourage you. Just simply email me at j at JBartlett.org. jay at org. J-a-y send me your mailing address, and I will send that New Testament, free New Testament, to you as soon as possible. My friends, I bless each and every one of you in that precious name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>